Hello, Charlie Gladstone here and welcome to episode 15 of my Love in the Time of Coronavirus special series. Thank you very much indeed for joining me. As you may know, if you've listened to previous episodes, I'm calling this a slow pod or a slow cast because my guests give their answers, always very considered answers, but in a very slow and measured way. And I want to reflect that. So there is no tight editing or punchy music on this podcast. Three weeks ago now, I sent out a series of questions to a number of friends and contacts and asked them to come back to me with their answers. The questions were, where are you and who are you with? What good do you think will come out of this mess? And please tell me something really good that you've discovered or found again or started doing during this time. I've had so many wonderful answers and I've really enjoyed this series, but I feel like it should end at this episode number 15 because, well, enough is probably enough. I was going to do so after 14, which seemed like a really nice round number, two weeks, but there are too many responses to do that and so I've added in this extra episode, but I think this will probably be the last one. We've got plenty to get on with today, so with no further ado from me, we're going to kick off with Marina Fogel. You can find Marina Fogel on her Instagram account where you will join 26,000 others and that is just marina.fogel. Marina is the producer of a weekly podcast called The Parenthood which she hosts with Dr Chiara Hunt and The Parenthood essentially gives expert answers to the things that parents really want to know about but often struggle to find out about because really it's Google or Friends This isn't just information that's randomly put out there. It's impartial, engaging and professional advice that is actually delivered by experts and people that really know what they're talking about. And and they deal with all sorts of subjects from whether your child has reflux to that annoying problem of nits or your concerns about going back to work, whatever. They've got you covered. It's called The Parenthood and you can find that wherever you find your podcast. Anyway, over to you, Marina. Hi, Charlie. This is Marina. I am currently spending lockdown in Oxfordshire, where my parents have a little house in um, a little village above the Thames. And we decided to come down here because I really wanted to be able to support my parents. They're um, They're a little bit older, and so I wanted to be able to do all the shopping for them. So we're living in a tiny little cottage. Um... It's just me, my two children, Ludo and Iona and Ben, my husband. And I mean, it has been lovely on the one hand because we are living very close to each other. We're spending a lot of time together. And that has been so lovely. I think I spend so much of my life wishing I had more downtime. And certainly what the lockdown has provided me with is is that. Although on the other hand, it's definitely a little bit of a challenge. We started homeschooling or home education um, last week and it's been quite challenging <laughs> because our children rely on us so much. It's it's lovely seeing them work, but on the other hand, I just feel like I'm inundated with questions. It's, you know, everything from how do I get onto the Zoom call to the internet's uh, cut out to I can't find a pen or a paper to my hair stuck in my t-shirt <laughs> and I find I'm always always having to sort things out um, out for them in terms of what good will come from this lockdown 
it's difficult. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, every crisis gives us an opportunity to learn, to learn how to operate as a society. And I know a lot of people have talked about this being almost like a sort of, you know, practice run for when it's really, really, really um, a serious illness that affects even more people that are being affected now. So I'm hoping that the scientific community and the political community um, will really think hard about how we could have coped better and um do you know that if that prepares us for something more even more serious then that's got to be a good thing in terms of us personally i think that it sort of it has tested us it has made us think um about you know what what makes us healthy weirdly i've spoken to so many people who feel really really healthy you know, they might have had health problems or back problems and simply slowing down, stopping the commute has really helped in spending time with family. From my children's point of view, it's definitely a struggle with with homeschooling. I think they miss their friends, they miss their teachers. It's feeling a bit like six hours of homework right now and they've they've come from an environment in which they're inspired by their teachers and they they love learning. So that's been a real challenge. But I suppose I'm also aware that, you know, I'm really lucky that my children live this quite easy life relatively. You know, everything is organised. They've always got enough to eat. It's on the plate in front of them, ready to eat. They've got to school on time. And they sort of learn to operate, but within this sort of world of perfect a perfect environment. Their teachers are always enthusiastic. They've always got time for them. You know, their endless questions are always met with loads of patience. Everyone's kind. And that is a wonderful world to exist in, but it doesn't really teach you resilience. And resilience is probably one of the most important skills to learn. You know, life's not always going to be perfect. And my concern about existing within sort of the perfect environment is that it's not always going to be perfect and they need to understand that when things aren't perfect they can still operate um, and I'm hoping that this ex- this this experience will teach them to be able to do their lessons in a less perfect environment, to fail, to get frustrated but to get over that and possibly for all of us as a family you know we're lucky that we have both Ben and I have fulfilling careers and, you know, we try hard and we, we succeed and we're suddenly in a situation where, you know, we want something and we want to, you know, succeed, but actually it can't happen because of the much bigger problem in the wider world. And that's sort of taught us to be patient, to be... To be um, flexible in in our thinking and also in our problem solving, and so I hope that we'll come out of this as sort of better rounded, more compassionate people. I'm not pretending for one moment there aren't really tough moments. I I definitely lose the plot at least three times a day and feel like hurling the internet router across the room and I've definitely sworn more in front of my children than I ever have before. But that also then presents the opportunity to say sorry (laughs) and to model the fact that you can mess up and you can lose your temper but you can also apologise and then that's okay, it's not the worst thing in the world. So I'm hoping that, that that 
is something that's going to stay with us, a skill that we'll all benefit from in the longer term. I was talking to some friends <clears throat> on Zoom the other day about what we miss the most and I think it's the community. I really, really miss, you know, the people that I see in my day-to-day -day life, whether that's my work colleagues, whether that's women on the bump class who I teach and get to know and get to, you know, actually meet face-to-face, -face, whether that's, you know, other parents at the school who I see when I drop off and pick up, or even the lovely guy that, you know, serves me a coffee in the morning. It's those social interactions that are kind of the richest thing I think in my life and if you'd asked me before coronavirus what was the richest thing in my life I don't think I would have said that I probably would have said my family which I've now got in abundance um, but I, it's it's going to make me it's going to make me value those interactions and probably make a little bit more time and effort for the people in my life who who I've I've, I've missed um, I'm lucky that my whole family live in this little village so um, I do see them from time to time from afar um, and that's actually been lovely but I really feel for people who have no contact with you know their, their wider family. So thank you for having me on. In terms of um, what I wanted to promote, um, my podcast which is called The Parenthood, it's a, a podcast for parents at whatever stage they're at. Um, and we talk about everything from preconception through to the teenage years and the idea is that we get different experts to talk about different aspects of parenting in an informed and entertaining way. So um, lots of different conversations around you know how to talk to your children, how to understand your children how to be a good parent how to banish the idea of perfectionism um so do do look have a listen it's the parenthood three three words it's available on itunes or wherever you get your podcast from please do have a listen and thank you thank you very much marina next up today we have michael townsend williams Michael is a friend of mine and has spoken twice at the Good Life Experience, in both cases to enormously full tents. Um, I first met him at the Do Lectures when I spoke there, I think three years ago, and he was giving some classes. Uh, he is the author of Do Breathe, which is subtitled Calm Your Mind, Find Focus and Get Stuff Done. And his story really, in a nutshell, is that he hit the bumpers in his life several years ago and turned it all around and he is now a yoga teacher and mindfulness teacher and he's co-founded an app called Breathe Sync that uses breathwork to reduce stress and improve focus. Anyway, here is Michael. Where are you and who are you with? I'm in a place called La Garde near Toulon, um, which is uh, about an hour from Marseille, two hours from Nice, and, I, I, and I'm here with my partner Veronique. Um, I'm used to working remotely, but normally I'd be back in the UK obviously a lot more often than I am at the moment. Um, what do you think will come out of this mess? A reset, I think, of human values, um, what really matters to us as individuals, and I think that's affecting also senior politicians and business leaders too, um, a renewed importance of our public services, um, which are obviously being exposed. Um, I think a resurgence in local manufacturing, uh, improved national resilience, 
a better understanding um, of the real world ramifications of how we're going to need to adjust to manage climate change and the simple joy and peace of um, being calm and not rushing around all the time, I guess. Please tell me something really good you've discovered, found again or started doing. Um, well, I started doing this um, just before this all kicked off, um, but I've started it a number of times and never kept it up. And that's um, doing morning pages, you know, journaling for three pages, stream of consciousness every morning, um, influenced and uh, inspired by Julia Cameron's wonderful book, The Artist's Way. So I've kept that up pretty much every day. Sometimes they're probably more the afternoon pages and admittedly one day they were probably definitely early evening pages. But yeah, journaling has been something that I've done regularly in this period of time. I've never really managed that before. Um, speaking with friends as well, just for the hell of it, not just speaking to them because you need to arrange something or a particular reason, just um, riffing and, and seeing where it goes with people. That's been fun. Um, and also just realizing how few possessions I lead, I need to have to lead a really good life. Um, uh, so yeah, a simple life, um, keeping in contact with people just for the hell of it and um, reflecting um, through writing and journaling. Oh, and is there anything you would like to promote? Um, well, I guess uh, go to dobreathe.com and there's links there to the Do Breathe app, which is a new version of BreatheSync, which is uh, now available uh, to try. And that's linked with a 14 day email program. Um, you can also get a link there, I think, to the book, Do Breathe, Calm Your Mind, Find Focus, Get Stuff Done. Uh, you can sign up for our newsletter. And if you're interested in one to one online coaching or team coaching online, that's how I make my living. So you can email me, Michael at dobreathe.com. Um, uh, thank you, Charlie, and take care, everyone. Next up today, we have Thomas Whitley. Thomas is a very big supporter and friend of the Good Life Experience, and we work with him on other ventures in our businesses in North Wales. He has a business now called Nine Meals from Anarchy, which I think is a... I think... It's a reference to a quote that says something like, we're only ever, or there are only ever nine meals between mankind and anarchy or something like that. But anyway, um, the mission there is to grow high quality organic produce, which they do in Cheshire, near to us in Harden, and to deliver amazing veg to local customers and restaurants and what have you. And um, they also make a series of veg stocks um, which you may well find in your local deli. Um, Tom's dad, interestingly enough, is a master baker, and he wrote the Do Sourdough book, which I suspect is selling brilliantly well at the moment, and came out as one of the earlier Do books in May 2014. Anyway, here is Thomas. Hi, Charlie. Thank you very much for asking me to be part of this. Uh, where am I and who am I with? I'm currently at home in Chester, but more often than not, I've been at work, which is very, very busy. Managing work and two small children, one of which is 16 months, has been particularly challenging. But in a way, I've kind of enjoyed the stresses the current situation has brought. There have been a lot of new problems to solve, and 
I always find that a lot of energy is released when flying by the seat of the pants. My company is called Nine Mills from Anarchy, in part because I hoped it would remind people that food underpins everything and it doesn't take long without it for things to fall apart. But I do rather find myself wishing it wasn't as relevant as it is at the moment. What good do I think will come out of this mess? Well, I think it's the first time in human history that the entire world is focused on the same problem. And given that the most other pressing issues we face are global ones, it may help us build a framework for tackling those. I think forced systemic changes can often reveal alternative ways of doing things. For example, after the 7-7 London bombings, many people who changed their commute um, in the immediate aftermath discovered much better, much more enjoyable ways and never went back. And I think while we often have the intention to make changes, we can all too frequently not get around to doing them. So undoubtedly, we will find much better ways of doing a lot of things. I think something particularly prevalent in the, in the British and in Britain in general is a nimbleness in problem solving, in seeing opportunities, and we've got a really strong culture of starting businesses. We're seeing that in the agility of lots of companies pivoting what they do and how they offer it. I think those traits will really help us see, really help see us through this, and and on the other side of it too. Um, I think it's a good thing that people are looking for alternative alternative food supply, and I see a lot of smaller local food businesses booming as a result. Until last year, we had a veg box delivery business as well, and did around 180 boxes a week uh, at best. And then since the outbreak, the people who we passed the reins on to have had to cap it at 550 boxes a week. And like the commuters, many of those who make the switch will never go back. Uh, And if we get an adequately funded NHS and more men start washing their hands after going to the loo, that'll be pretty good too. I haven't really had much time to discover or rediscover anything uh, yet, but it has got me thinking about what happens next. I'm also the co-founder of Murmurations, which is an annual day of awesome talks and amazing food and drink. Its purpose is to amplify great local things in Chester as well as as bringing in new ideas from elsewhere to the city to push the conversation forward in the belief that if you want to live in an interesting, vibrant place, you need to contribute towards it. And Murmurations has been going for a few years and given how many great things have emerged in Chester since, I rather thought it might have done its job. But given the situation we're in, I'm starting to think about what a Murmurations rebuild might look like and how Chester learns from those that get things right elsewhere. Oh, actually, one thing I did reread recently is that apparently we don't remember any of the experiences we have in life in any kind of a complete way. How we recall something is hugely weighted towards the peak emotion and experience and how it ends. And I've been trying to keep that at the forefront of my mind. So everything is leaning towards the positive. Next up today, we have Dr. James Greenwood, BVSCMRCVS. Not even sure what those acronyms are precisely, but I know that they refer to being a veterinary surgeon because that is what James is primarily. But he's many other things. Um, he's a TV presenter on CBBCs. He has been a contestant on the Great Pottery Throwdown. He is a man of enormous passion and creativity and initiative, and. Um, He has become a great friend of ours through the Good Life Experience, which he has supported through talks and drop-in vet sessions. And last year, he judged our enormously successful, massively well-attended dog show. 
And um, of course he can make beautiful pots. He loves ceramics. Um, he is just, he, yeah, he's annoyingly talented. He's also really handsome. Here is James. I think right now it feels very difficult to, you know, to sort of see the good in, in the situation that we're in. I think it's, you know, we're, we're, nobody could have predicted that we were going to wake up into this, this nightmare situation of being in a, in a global pandemic. And I think you've only got to turn on the news and, and just the heart-wrenching stories of people that have lost loved ones and, and you know, the, the individuals that have suffered the absolute worst effects of, of this pandemic. Um, makes it incredibly challenging to try and think, you know, is that is good going to come from it? But I think when I'm when I've been at my lowest point with it, which I'm sure as most people will have felt, you know, the anxiety, the anger, the frustration, the loneliness. I think the one thing that that sort of drives me forward is is that feeling that hopefully there is light at the end of the tunnel. And I think hope is a, is a massive thing at the moment, you know. Um, and good, good can come from a situation like this. And I think where it will come um, is, is in two things. I think, first of all, our relationships with each other. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those situations where I think because that's at the moment being taken away from us, we can't have physical contact with our friends and our family, you know, for very good reason. Um, but I think when that's taken away from you, it, it kind of makes you appreciate it so much more. You know, I feel like my connections and my relationships with friends and family at the moment it's like an elastic band that's stretched to the absolute maximum and and I'm doing everything I can to make sure that we can someday you know spring back and, and be together again and that's through things like FaceTime and, and Zooming and and what have you but I'm I'm speaking to friends that I might I might have you know otherwise not seen for a couple of years or something you know you've got those really good close friends that you only need to see occasionally and it's just like you've been back together you know five minutes ago um, and I'm finding myself you know having conversations with them and calling them up or having a FaceTime or a glass of wine over a Zoom you know a Zoom meeting and stuff and it's quite overwhelming it's it's I think that's something that I'm I'm really kind of thinking okay well you know this this is this is a good thing this is making us realign what's important to us you know it's not the mass consumerism and it's not the you know the quick fashion and things like that it's it, we've all had this kind of reset button hit um that that has made us sort of think okay you know what's important is is our friends and family and just reprioritize a little bit and then the second thing that i'm kind of hoping might lead to good coming out of this is is just the fact that because of this, the planet seems to just have been given a chance to breathe, you know. We've, we're seeing the air pollution in cities has dropped right down. The canals in Venice are, are suddenly clear again. You know, these, these, these are positive effects of us just all slowing down. Um, and I think if this is the trigger that potentially could lead to some more sustainable changes to how we sort of treat the environment and treat the planet and it just reharmonizes our relationship with the natural world then again i think that could be a real positive um a real positive result of, of where we all are now oh a really good discovery okay well so i mean i don't mind admitting i have a very fragmented relationship with uh sport and exercise <laughs> i I am just basically really quite lazy. The only six pack I have ever been close to is the uh, craft beer sitting in my fridge right now. Um, 
So when, uh, when obviously lockdown happened and I could no longer go to the gym that I went to probably once every six weeks anyway, uh, I, I sort of got on the bandwagon of these home exercise classes and I'm absolutely loving it. There's literally nobody can see me. I'm making such a fool of myself. I can't keep up with the instructors, but it doesn't matter because they can't see me to shout at me. Um, and that's just become my new challenge. I'm going to graduate quarantine by dropping a jean size. <laughs> Right, well, it's the end of the series. However, we do today have Jim Friend. Now, who's Jim Friend, I hear you ask? You know who Jim Friend is. He's my friend, Jim Friend. He has been the editor of this series since we started. And I met him right at the beginning when I first had the idea to do the series. I sent an email to a friend who had a film company and I said, do you know any good sound editors who might be able to help me with this project? And he came back with Jim's name by return. Jim and I met a few days later, had lunch, and the rest, as it were, is history. Jim has been tirelessly working on, with me on this. He does his work beautifully. He does it without ever hassling me. He understands that I am completely technically useless and... He has been, you know, I mean, clearly I couldn't have done it without him. I, I definitely wouldn't have done it myself. Um, just before we go into um, any more detail about Jim, you know, if you do need someone to edit a podcast or work on sound with you, I couldn't recommend him more highly. He's also been learning animation and motion graphics for the last couple of years. And you can see some of that on his Instagram page, which is Jim underscore friend underscore anyway i think that we should have a drum roll jim please insert a really good drum roll here and let's have jim friend all right that should do it um hey charlie thank you for that wonderful intro um yeah, it's been great editing these um, over the last few weeks. Um, just enjoyable to hear everyone's positive attitude in uh, in these difficult times. So to answer your first question, I am in Brixton with Holly, my wife, and we are in a fairly small one-bed flat. Um with unfortunately no garden, which is um, getting a little bit more painful now the weather's uh, getting better, but we're making it work. We're making um, the most of our space. Uh, so to your second question, uh, what good can I see coming out of this mess? Um, I think something i've already seen or already felt is is a sense of community and i know that's been covered by a few people already um i mean i i really don't know my neighbors well at all but uh as soon as this kind of pandemic started to kind of creep in we got 
uh, a leaflet through our door asking us if we needed any help while whilst we were isolating um there was a neighborhood group starting um a whatsapp group um and it also then at the bottom said if you wanted to join and help flyer the rest of brixton you could um so we got involved in that and we we met people and we helped kind of pretty much i mean following the whatsapp group they they pretty much covered brick had the whole of brixton in um in a few a few days really it was amazing um and loads of you know positive thoughts on there and yeah and i suppose you hope that sense of community will carry on i suppose on a on a bigger scale um i really liked what someone said on an earlier episode um where they were kind of referring to us all getting the sense of just feeling like human beings and all all kind of connected and much more connected because of this. Um, And that's probably quite a powerful thing, I think. Um, And then lastly, um, your question on something new I've been doing. Um, So I work in video production and I mean, that industry has really, really slowed down. lots and lots of work cancelled um on set and stuff so um but the last few years i've actually been um taking some courses in motion graphics and animation um and slowly starting to kind of push that side of of my career so um this has kind of come in and kind of forced me to start looking for those jobs and actually um I've 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 found found quite a bit of work now. So it's um if we weren't in this situation, I'm not sure I would have kind of pushed myself to uh go for those jobs, but um since we are and and the other work's dried up, I've kind of had no choice. So um that's really worked out um quite well. And in all the other uh, extra time, I've um been learning Cinema 4D, which is an amazing 3D program, um, which is kind of a, a another side of motion graphics. But um, yeah, enjoying it, really, really enjoying it. So I think that's everything. I'll get back to editing these last few episodes and um, hope you and the family are good. Love to all your listeners. Cheers. Bye. Right. Well, I think that really is it for love in the time of coronavirus. Thank you so very much indeed for joining me. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your lovely messages. I think that this will make quite a nice little time capsule when we are all done. And I'm going to do a short, sharp edit of everyone that's spoken in it, which I'll put up online in due course. But but for now, thanks so much to you all for coming with me, for supporting this project, for being kind about it. I thought we should just play out with one of my favourite songs, uh, a cover, in fact, by The Specials. The title really says it all. Enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. Bye. to enjoy my
myself first It's good <laughs>